The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Lionheart Smith. Anthony's in the house, baby! For the winner by split decision, Trevor Jones! Uh, hello, Matt. Hi, Jimmy. So much to cover today. An amazing, amazing night of fights. And we have Anthony Smith, who's fighting April 25th. He's fighting Glover Teixeira. We have him calling in shortly. It'll be great to get his take on what happened in his division. And also we have uh, Trevin Giles, uh, who, who won that fight over uh, James Krause. Very close fight. Very close yeah. fight. Krause took it on zero notice. That's crazy. But sometimes that works against the guy with the camp, too, because he's trained for somebody else. And it's just almost like, you're, like they say, I hate to say yeah. there's no pressure, but you're not expecting to fight. And the next thing you know, you got to give it 15 hey, minutes. How about this? A guy takes that fight getting off the couch. Yep. I don't care if he's normally a marathon runner. You push the pace on that guy. <laughs> there's being in shape and then there's fight shape. Yeah. You know, I would never have done that. I mean, ball. I think it's 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 uh, ballsy. Very ballsy. And uh, you know, and I think Kraus had a, he had a good fight. I would just I think they should run that back. I think if, I do too. Well, there's actually, a couple of fights that need to be run back. A Kraus is not even that weight class, is he? No, he fought in middleweight. So he just he, happened to be heavy. Wait, enough what weight is he normally? Yes. So he went up. Oh, so he was just he went up, not man. in fight shape. Shit. Nah, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So they're probably not going to run it back. But he just <laughs> took the fight. I don't. I do not believe his. Charles was um, much bigger. <clears throat> I don't believe that uh, Krause's uh, stock went down. No, because he showed a great skill set. And it was, again, very close fight. Mm-hmm. I love his jujitsu. He has very good jujitsu. I also, we can talk to, uh, the, the, I mean, the judging was, it, it's an abomination how bad yeah, the judging but is. But let's talk about that because I want to know what fights I did not. Listen, I was at a wedding. Okay. My uh, purple belt, Anthony Palacino. Uh, he just got married, and, uh, you know, me and sure. a bunch of the guys, we had the, you know, we went there. It was in New Jersey. And uh, hold on. His name is Joe Solis. Is that how you say no, it? No, no, Anthony Palacino. He, uh, oh, no, I mean the judge. What? Oh, I don't, I don't know the judge. So, Jimmy, we went yes. to this thing. It was in New Jersey. So me and my wife, we did, it's like a two-hour trip. We didn't stay over. We drove back. I got back in time to watch the Jones fight. And then I watched the other fights 
you know, the next day. It's not a great story, but I'm trying That's to tell you. Really, I, I was I was hoping for I, anything. I you know, broke down. I was waiting. You ran out of gas. You had a flat, but it was like, no, no, we just drove home. No, Jimmy. The, the, <laughs> it's not a mini series <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> it's not a good story, man. <laughs> My point is, I didn't get to watch the fights live except for the main event. So I caught the other ones, and I did not see uh, Lauren Murphy's fight. I, I guess Andrea it. Lee. Yeah, and I heard it's. Well, that one I heard was very close. A lot of people thought Lee won that fight. Yeah. But again, in, in, a, in a, uh, a, a, a split decision, it's, uh, it. It can, you know, obviously when, when two different guys see it one way and then one guy, okay, I you know, see. split decisions are a little easier to handle when there's a controversy than a unanimous decision yeah. that is fucking abysmal. Oh, which one is that? You, you uh, well, and this what are you is trying not, to say? Let me, let me correct myself. This was a split decision. Abysmal, that I abysmal. you said, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, Andre Yule against Jonathan Martinez. Now, a lot of people thought Martinez won that fight. Actually, everybody thought he won that fight. I was okay with Yule uh, getting the win. I think he looked like he really hurt his hand in the second. So, uh, you know, look, I could see the case for Martinez, but I wasn't crazy about... Uh, Andre Yule getting the nod in that split decision, but the fact that this this guy, this Joe Sol, uh, Solis, who is abysmal at his job, yeah, gave it thirty to twenty seven. And, and Andre Yule, like that's insanity. What were you watching? Uh, now, Jimmy, you know I feel bad. Matt, he stinks. I'm this gonna, judge. I'm the other. These fights, I saw the whole main card. Okay, so the judge who gave it forty nine forty six. Same judge. Same judge. The same guy yeah. who thought Jones won round, rounds two. I, I had a 3-1 going into the to uh, fifth. Now, this is what I thought. I, I only saw it once. Yeah. But I remember thinking that Jones needed to uh, finish it. Yep. Because I remember feeling that Dominic won the first three rounds. I Again, I seen it once. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Third round was much closer. Okay. That was a few. Like, so, it's not a robbery if they gave it well, to Jones. Listen, I'm not sitting here. I, I, that's what I remember thinking. So I'm like, oh, man, he has to stop it. But you have to give the champion something. I mean, listen, yep. at the end of the day, you score it round the round. Yep. But... He did come back that that he was a ch that last round he was stalking him and, dude he just doesn't the pressure is relentless yeah he doesn't he doesn't accept it you know he doesn't accept defeat uh you definitely could have made a case I, I I remember thinking that he won the fight Dominic but uh it was close it's not yeah I'm okay with the fact that the nod went to Jones because he was great in round four and in round five it's like th this fucking guy yeah, just never stops coming. He is the champion. Uh, he did have a couple of takedowns, zero damage, but it didn't matter. There was a couple of. But here's what told me that that Jones didn't win. Jones's face when he was up on that fence. If you watch the end of that fight, if we can grab that, John looking around off the cage, like nodding, yes, yes, but in, in his face you're like he is not convinced that he won the fight and when then you see him saying like the takedowns want like john He's is a very confident guy himself you saying no but i think he knew i think he knew it was so close or he may have even felt look it's 3-1 and i gotta finish him and i couldn't finish him but john yeah. did not look can we see the uh oh we have him oh okay sorry ah, don't we'll, make him we'll, i want to ask him about this yes also. Yeah, but, uh, I'm so I was waiting for you to bring up. I got Anthony something in. to say about that too, Jimmy. Let's not forget that what you were saying about yes. him looking out into the uh, like almost. Uh, you could just see it on his face. Yeah, I... when you fight a lot. Well, we're gonna. Talk All right, let's now. talk to Anthony Smith. Hi, Anthony. How are you? What's up, Lionheart? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, buddy. 
Um, we were just talking, uh, obviously, about the card this weekend, and there's so much to, to discuss. But as a guy who's fought Jones, uh, I wanted to ask you, first of all, at the end of the fight, am I crazy when I say I looked at Jones when he got up on top of the cage? And even though he got the nod, I looked at his face and I'm like, he did not think that he won this fight. He did not look confident on the top of that cage at the end of the fight. No, you know, I I kind of seen the same thing. But uh, John is such a hard guy to get a read on what he's thinking. Uh, I was more focused on what he looked like in between rounds. Uh, in between rounds, he looked he looked lost and flustered and, and, and he looked worried in between rounds. Concerned, for sure. I mean, I remember thinking that too. I'm thinking, all right, he <clears throat> he knows he's in a fight now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. How did how did you have it? Because again, as a guy just watching it, I had it three one going into the fifth. But again, if they gave the third to Jones, uh, you know, it's it's not a complete robbery. But how did you have it? Uh, I had it three two Reyes. Uh, yeah. I had Reyes win in the first three rounds, uh, and John win in the last two. But you know, I know. Oh. There we go. Someone's calling. Um, you know, that's how I had it. And I, I went back and rewatched it last night when I got home. And I, I still feel the same way. You know, I, I thought that rounds one through three were pretty clear uh, for Reyes. I don't want to say that they were dominant. I don't think he was running over John. But I, I, I thought it was pretty easy to see that he was ahead. As a guy who's fought him before, too, I think the impressive thing about Jones, and, and again, he did it against um, uh, against uh, Jesus, uh, Alec Gustafson, is is his ability to, to be relentless in the fifth. Like, that really is an amazing quality for him to perform as well in the fourth and fifth. Uh, I mean, he's a champion for a reason, but I, I, I thought Reyes should have gotten it. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what champions do, man. They they keep pushing, they keep they keep looking for a way, and, and, and that's... That's kind of John's mo, you know. I think back in the day that people used to wonder if he had that that championship medal and, and that toughness and that grit, and and that's not something you ever have to worry about with John Jones anymore. You know, I, I think a lot of this talk about did he win, did he not win, you know, did did Reyes, does Reyes deserve it? I think that in that it's getting lost that that's not John's fault. You know, right. he did he, he did what he was supposed to do. He fought he fought as hard as he could fight. Um, you know, I. I I think that's getting lost a little bit. It was an incredible fight, it, you know, and congratulations to both guys. I just, for what it's worth, I just had it going the other way. You know, um, <clears throat> before uh, you called in, I called it the same exact way. I thought it was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, three, three, three yeah. rounds. The first three rounds, I thought Dominic won. As far as um, John Jones make, looking out, looking concerned uh, after the fight, when you fight Jimmy, like, uh, and I don't know if you feel the same way, uh, Anthony, is uh, a lot of times, even in a fight you won, going through your head, you're thinking about just when you were touched or how you you didn't get that takedown. So even though in this fights that somebody clearly won or I feel I clearly won or something and I ended up winning, I would always think about like some of the shit I did wrong. So maybe over a five-round fight that was close, that's what he was thinking. I've just ne you might be right. I've just never seen that look. I remember I was just looking at John going, I've never seen... It just it shocked me when I saw his face. I'm like, he's not convinced that he won this fight. And he might, if I interview him, he might go, no, I didn't think that at all. But uh, I, I just was struck by the look on his face. I'm like, I, he's not sure right now what's going to happen. Yeah, Matt had a good point too, you know. And this fight being the one where John was touched more in this fight than he's ever been hit uh you know when i was at the desk uh, they gave us a stat saying 
John or uh, Dominic Reyes landed more shots by the middle of the second round than Tiago Santos landed on John Jones the entire fight. Wow. By the middle the of the second it, round? Yeah. This... In the middle of the second round, he landed more significant strikes on John Jones than Tiago Santos did the entire fight. What do you think about, Anthony? The, 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 a big concern is the judging. You know, you guys go in there and you do what you do. And yeah, judges get it wrong once in a while. They make a mistake. But when it's something as egregious or awful as, as going 49-46 and giving four rounds to John, as, as a fighter, how do you guys remedy that with your head that no matter what you do, a, a judge can be so bad at his job? Well, listen, that wasn't even – the 49-46 wasn't even the worst scorecard of the night. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the, the Trevin Giles versus uh, James Krause fight. Uh, one yes. of those ju- one of those judges scored that first round for for Trevin Giles. That's fucking crazy. And, and that same and then and then that same judge scored the third round for Kraus. So the third round for Kraus, he he thought Kraus did better in the third than he did in the first. Wow, wow. <laughs> and he's the same one, by the way. Is this is this the same guy who gave it thirty twenty seven Andre Yule? Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really bad, terrible. <laughs> oh, by the way, we got Giles calling in after you, so maybe we won't bring up that fucking stat. There. Yeah, we'll ask him. Right. Okay. Why? Again, again, Say- that comes back on the that that makes it sound like we're trashing the fighter, and, and, right. and oh, I don't want fuck. that to be the misconception at all. You know, like Trevin Giles did what he's got to do, but yeah. like if we're not getting, I, you know, as far as remedying it in our head, I don't know what the hell we do. Like, you know, I kind of sat back at the end of the night, like, what in the fuck is happening here? This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like. There, there's no clarity there's no and again this doesn't happen in every single state you know texas is notorious for for kind of being a little bit wonky on, on some of their things so i just think that uh dominic cruz and joe rogan had a good point i think that these commissions need to start letting us in a little bit mm-hmm. uh that we've kind of been pushed on the outside and they just make the rules and they want to control everything and be the big dogs but yeah they're not the ones that have to get in there and do it and put your your livelihood and, and, and your body on the line uh for sometimes seemingly nothing, even if you do do what you're supposed to do. You know what I love, as in like I hate, is when people are like, ah, well, don't let it go to the judges. Okay. Yeah. All right. I won't let it go to the judges then. You fucking yeah, idiot. Like yeah. You don't think the other guy's fucking not sure. prepared, you asshole? I mean, listen, right. if you can fucking finish everybody, it's great. Well, you know, you're sometimes fighting it does. The best guys on the planet, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, it's not that easy. It's just hard to, to not let it go it. to the judges, and it's oh. it's frustrating that if you do fight a good fight, and the other guy is just a, a great fighter, and you and you win again. Every there's a every judge has a bad night, but when it's as bad as this guy's night, it's either <laughs> it's either he's doing it for a reason, or he just stinks so bad at his job he should never be allowed to judge uh, an MMA event again. Well, you know, I, I don't know why we don't use more fighters and, and, and coaches and, and, and stuff like that. I know that I have a friend that works for the, you know, that's the, the Nebraska state athletic commissioner and, and their only real response to not using retired fighters or, or, or coaches or whatever is that they're afraid of biases uh, versus guys that have trained together. Or maybe you don't like this guy cause he beat your teammate, but like that can't be any worse. I, I'd rather have a retired fighter that has a friend that I beat judging my fight versus some of these other idiots that's for sure how do you feel about the idea i think uh dom and joe also mentioned uh the open system where each like in between rounds you know i don't know why it's a secret like you know maybe it would help if you know you're going into the third uh down by two or if you know you're going in three to one down into the fifth uh how would you feel about a system like that i would love it i would love it i think it would create a uh not just so that you know what's going on going into the rounds 
but I think it would create some some immediate accountability for some of these judges. And some of these guys are not going to want to be sitting uh, in front of all those people on a lot of pay-per-view if they're not confident in what they're doing, you know, because right now there's zero accountability for, for some of these judges. And I do think it would create some uh, some fun parody, you know, like the round ends and everyone's kind of standing around waiting. It's a close round and then like, boom, it flashes up, you know, and the crowd goes crazy or they're upset or, or whatever, you, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, Ariel, Ariel made a good point. But boxing and MMA may be the only two sports in the world where you don't know the score while it's happening. Right. Uh, and I don't see any issue w- with that. I don't see where the problem with that is. Um, I, I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But again, it, it's the commissions. It, it, they've locked everybody out. They, they make their own rules. They do their own thing. And until they, until they bring in the UFC and, and Mark Ratner and, and, and fighters and, and, and we start figuring out how we can remedy this, I, but they're not. They, they've got us locked out. So wait, so you're saying like after every round, like put up on the thing who won? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I th- well first you got to get the judges right because you're gonna have a situation like this, and then they're gonna put up that one guy won. He's gonna be like the round. He's gonna be like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Do I gotta do now to get to win the next round? Because I clearly won that round. But it would at exactly. least gonna be pissed. It would let you know where and you're he's at. He's gonna be booing this whole fucking thing that you're but suggesting. Then at least, but then at least Lionheart. you know where you're at, and you can adjust. Well, at least you know where you're at, and then you can adjust what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. If you're down two nothing, you know you need to finish. There's no way you can possibly win uh, without a finish so, unless you get a 10-8 round. So, so you, you know what you have to do. Yeah, so what do you do if you're James Krause and you're on the back for fucking four and a half minutes and your guy throws a flurry and wins that round? What do you do differently? I mean, maybe nothing, but it does like that's a great point about not knowing the score while it's happening. There really is no, there's no reason to not know it because the decision's already been made. You can't refight the round. Why shouldn't you know where you're at? I mean, why is it a secret? And plus, if you, you you know, if you're James Krause, I'm walking around all three of those judges, asking them, "What the hell are you watching? Are you paying attention? Get off your fucking cell phone and let's 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 pay attention to this real fight that's happening in front of you." Yeah, and there are and there are guys that I'm I'm not saying that these guys don't ever try to finish, but maybe it would change the way you handle the end of a third if you know you're down two nothing as opposed to thinking you're two one as opposed to just trying to win that round. Then you lose two one. You may fuck it, I have to finish this guy. It would it would change the way you approach that third round. Right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm going to ask Giles. Trevin. Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles. I'm going to ask Trevin why he did not put the pressure on because you know that James Krause took this fight off the couch. I mean, literally... 
like in a, a few hours notice or some shit, right? Yeah. So why did he not try to fucking put the pressure on him? Hey, yo, you know, Anthony, there's a difference between walking around in somewhat shape and fighting shape, peaking at the right yeah. time. It's a fucking, you can think you're in shape, but fighting is, Jimmy, I don't know, I don't want to sound stupid, but it's very tiring. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh! <laughs> I mean, so, I Anthony, get very tuckered out easily. I mean, I, I give I give a lot of credit for anybody that does that because I would have never done that. I was I'm too. I'd be like God. I wouldn't be the best. I wouldn't be representing myself correctly when I back. You know what I mean? Because yeah. so I give him a lot of credit for that. But I'm wondering why. Well, I guess it's a question better for for Trevor. Sure, I, but I like to ask Anthony's opinion on it. Why do you think he didn't push the pace on him? Well, I think some of it. He's it was he's a debut guy, right? No, no, he's coming so, off two losses. Maybe that's why. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. right. He did. He lost to Zach Cummings and someone else by Smith. Yes, uh, yes. You know, James, James Krause is he's a different kind of guy, man. He's got kind of this swagger about him. Yeah. Uh, and I do think I think Trevin did kind of come at him a little bit at the very beginning. Yeah. But then Krause got that takedown really fast. Um, yeah. And 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 maybe that was you know maybe that made him a little bit tentative. But Krause is a dangerous guy. He was on a six five winning streak. You know, the dude's coming off a of two. Um, you know, I, I would imagine that has something to do with it. Does it yeah. does it affect the way you guys approach? Like, because I was watching the uh, Derek Lewis uh, Alir Latifi fight, and Lewis is a much bigger guy, and he kept doing these flying <laughs> knees. And every time he did a flying knee, I'm like, "What are you doing?" Why? Because Latifi would grab him. No, but like, he landed every that time, shit. He, he landed it. He did land it, but every time he did it. Latifi got a hold of him. I was like, "Why isn't he staying away?" Even though it was effective, Latifi can get hit by a truck and not go down. I don't. He kept getting he kept getting tied up, and I was wondering what his thinking was when he was doing it because he kept getting tied up every time he landed one. No risk, no reward is I what I say. Yeah. And I don't think he got him down once off that. He got him down, but there's a times he was up against the cage, but I don't think he got him down off that flying knee. I'll watch again. Not the yeah, first maybe one. Maybe he did. The first one, that motherfucker landed. And he, he was very effective with it, but for some reason, Latifi is just almost impossible to knock out. He's got no neck. He's, yeah, he's a very solid this. little man. <laughs> You're looking at No? I was a little bit curious about the flying knees, uh, just because it. he did end up in the clinch, and Derek yeah. Lewis isn't known for being the biggest cardio machine, so you kind of <sighs> if you don't get the KO... You kind of flying, flying knee and yourself right into a clinch situation, which is where Latifi wants to be. Uh, but it worked out, so it's hard to, you know, it's hard yeah. to say anything about it now because he got the win. But uh, you know, I, honestly, when I fight, I don't really think about that kind of stuff either. Like, I know that there's a lot of guys that are super analytical uh, when they're in there and they're and they're kind of counting rounds and they're they're like, I don't think about that stuff at all. Like, I've never sat down after a round was over and wondered if I won. I was, you know, I just go to the next one. I'm just trying to get a finish, and I think Derek Lewis fights very similar to that. I mean, I I thought he looked great as far as with. I mean, his high kick was beautiful, and he was setting it up like he wasn't mm -hmm. just throwing a right hand and, and clinching. Besides the flying knee, which again he landed it. He landed one flush. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, besides that, he was intelligent on his striking. You could see that. He wasn't just throwing like a tough man. I mean, there's times he's coming in like a bull, but he would like like go to throw, like pretend he's throwing a, a right hand and do an uppercut, and he was doing different looks once and every once in a while throwing up that high kick. I really, I thought he looked great. And the way he pushed it in that, I mean, he left nothing in the tank going after Latifi. Yeah. And I know people might have been upset. I don't know who was upset with the decision, but I wasn't. I thought it was just... Yeah, I thought it was I, I very it was close. Fair. What'd you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was fair. I thought, 
it was very close yeah. very close i mean that's how i had it scored though yeah. so um of course you know i'm gonna be like yeah i thought that was close but yeah. um he you know look- i think him losing weight and really taking his nutrition seriously and, and slimming down you know he he looked a lot better man he looked real agile and, and, yeah. and you know typically we're used to seeing him gassing you know deep into the third round and having to dig deep i didn't really feel like he was digging deep in that that final round i think he just turned it up a little bit were you amazed too like and again latifi has been hit before but going up like that to be able like, there were moments where, where where lewis lined him up and was able to drill that uppercut through and land it flush and it's just the guy can take a pot i mean yeah, nothing he is no a neck. tank he is a <laughs> tank he's got no neck man he's yeah. got a little muscle does know? that get frustrating too when you or, 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 or when you're when you're fighting somebody and you're really hitting them flush and you're giving them everything and they're still there yeah yeah it's one of the most frustrating things in the world you know, and Latifi was just knocked out in his last fight at 205. Uh, oh. So I was kind of giving him some a little bit of flack for going to heavyweight, thinking, you know, he just wants to be lazy and doesn't want to cut the weight anymore. Yeah. But then he comes in at 246, you know, 40 pounds heavier than what he weighed in the last time. Uh, and he looked like a legitimate heavyweight, and he was able to take the damage that Lewis was putting out. And I don't think anybody believes that Derek Lewis doesn't hit harder than probably any 205 in the division. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that him moving up looks like it, it was a good idea because now he's able to absorb some of that damage that he wasn't, uh, you know, in the, the last few fights he's had. But it is frustrating. You know, when I fought Vulcan, it was one of the most frustrating things in the world. I mean, I yoked that dude clean, you know, five, six, seven times, uh, and he didn't even blink. You know, it didn't even change his facial expression. Uh, and, you know, you start to think, like, what the hell do I got to do to get this guy out of here? Because I don't I, I'm not the guy that's fighting for points on the, on the card. I'm not I'm not looking for a, a, a judge's decision. So I'm putting everything I got into some of those shots. And then by the end, you know, we get to the third round and I, I'm, I'm almost gassed because I've given him every hard shot I could throw, and he's taken every bit of it. And especially a guy like yourself with KOs and stuff, like other guys, they didn't take those shots. So you kind of get like, oh, man, I touch him like I touch so-and-so. It's mm-hmm. not, it's lights out. And then when it's not, it's like, shit. <laughs> you know, I got I to gotta either dig deep or go to a plan B. Like I did I mean, that. I probably, with, yeah, go ahead. I probably landed the hardest shot I've ever landed on a human on – on Vulcan Ozdemir, and he didn't even react to it. That's cr- where, where, I mean, did, where did it hit him? Right in the, I mean, I hit him in the temple, the chin, Jesus. the, I mean, the the back of the head a couple times when he turned. It's I amazing. Mean, it, it's amazing, you know. And, and if you go back and kind of look at some of his other fights, like DC, DC ripped on him a couple times too, and didn't make any any difference at all. Yeah. So and and then he's got a shattered nose, and nobody knows it until after the fight because I didn't notice it. You know, he didn't he didn't flinch or even react to one faint. I mean, it was, that dude's a gangster. That's what's good. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's good about jujitsu, man. You know what I mean? You can help fucking uh, you know go to plan B with a guy that could just get hit with a bat. You know, yeah. it's different. You get That's the arm about it. the break. You you know you, you stop the blood flow. You put him to sleep. Well, you look at how Cormier beat him. I think it was the second round he beat him in. Um, Crucifix. You know, yeah. And they started working him over. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how tough you are. They're going to you know, have to pull you off after a while if you can't defend yourself. Now, you're fighting Glover Teixeira. Teixeira, yeah. Tish- Sorry. <laughs> That's what I said. Tish- you Tishera. Teixeira. And I know him. I know you do. I fucking know the guy. I know you do. Glover. We'll edit now, that. Glover, man... I, I love Glover. He's been around a long time. I mean, the guy couldn't went to school with me. He's 40 years old. Does that make and Don't laugh at that lion on. And also, <laughs> he's he, he's got like 37 fights. 
do you feel like the age and the wear and tear is going to come? I'm not saying you're taking them lightly. Of course, you're a professional. I mean, what are you thinking about the age and, and all those fights? You think it's got a little wear and tear on him? Uh, yeah, yeah, he probably does. Uh, as far as the amount of fights, I think we're pretty similar to, in, in that respect. You know, I, I think I have a, a significant amount more fights than he does. Uh, but, I, I mean, he's, he is 40 years old, you know, so there is that. But he's also coming off of three wins. That's um, true, yeah. You know, and, and, and he's beating guys that nobody wants to deal with. Like, yeah. do I think that I would beat uh, Kuti Laba? For sure. But would it be fun? Not at all. Yeah. There's there's nothing fun about fighting a guy like that or Krylov or, you know what I mean? Like, those guys are hammers. They're not necessarily real well-known or highly ranked, but those guys are tough as they come. And, and they want it. They're, they're young. They're trying to make their way to the top. And, and for a guy like Glover who's been there and working his way back, I think it's really impressive for him to get over on some of those guys. Uh, and they say power is the last thing to go, and I think he's still got it. You know, I mean, he's yeah. he at some points he's had he's shown his difficulty in absorbing damage and and taking punishment, but recently he's he's been a little bit more grappling based, and he's 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 taken those shots better than he has in the past, and and he's got that nasty lead left hook, man. I mean, uh, it's a tough fight, it really is. And I don't think yeah. that I don't think that I'm getting get, regardless. I don't think I'm going to get enough credit for it. Because yeah. people do have a similar sentiment that he is getting older, and it's maybe it's not the same Glover from two thousand eight or two thousand nine. But um, regardless of what people say, I still have to be in the octagon with him and him swinging fists in my face. And like, if Glover has the ability to make me look, it's going to be ugly. He's going to make me look bad. Yeah. That's just how it is. He's not the kind of guy that you go in there unless you're Anthony Johnson and put him out in one. Uh, he's going to make you work for it, and it's not going to be pretty. And he just, again, he just fought three guys that might be thinking the same thing. Yeah. He's got three wins over guys that are younger than him thinking, ah, maybe he's getting older, maybe he's mm -hmm. slowing down. What I like about this fight, style-wise, is you're both nasty standing up, Glover more boxing-wise, uh, you everywhere, uh, and you're both very good in jiu-jitsu. I mean, you just competed in that quintet, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. How, how'd yeah, you like that experience? I liked it, man. I mean, it was cool that we got the we got we won the whole thing, so that was cool. Uh, it was for the UFC. You were representing Team UFC, no? Yep, yep. <laughs> so it was fun. I, I I wish I could do I wish I could do that stuff more often. You know, it, it was a lot of fun. It, it it was like friendly competition. Like it was, it was very competitive. Yeah, but it it was it was friendly. You know, we weren't like talking crap and at yeah. each other's throats. But we were. It, I mean, we were in there fighting uh, the whole time. And and I think that Glover showed himself well. I mean, he kind of manhandled Jake Shields there for a long time. Oh shit, man, that's right. Did how that that went to a, a decision? Yeah, I think that one went to a decision. A draw. But, it's a draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can call it a draw, but I think we all know who won that match. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, man. I'm all, hey, listen, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. A April 25th, right? And the interesting thing about uh, Teixeira is he's won four out of five. And I'm looking. Shit. One win was TKO. Two were uh, uh, submissions and one was a decision. So he's still winning every way you can. It's not like he's just knocked three guys in a row out. Like he's winning every way you can win, which means he is still pretty. He's very, still a very good, varied fighter. He's well rounded guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I really like Glover too. So it's it's cool that I get to go in there and and and, and I don't mean to, but I was going to be a main event of this of this show, right? So it's cool that. You know, they were talking about opponents and like, well, look, you know, like Glover's the next highly ranked guy that doesn't have a fight that's that's coming off a win. So it's it's not that I'm picking on anybody. I just went, yeah. we just went down the down the rankings and grabbed the next guy that wasn't booked 
that was coming off a win uh, and tried to get the, the highest ranked guy. And it's awesome that like, because of the things he's done for me when I was in Brazil and, and he took care of me there, there's that whole story. Um, and, and, and just how cool of a guy he is, you know, you run into him. It's cool. That, like Glover would fit in, in Nebraska. You know what I mean? Like he, he likes his beers. He's real cool. He's really nice to everybody. Uh, so it's cool that like it's two good ass guys, you know, in the main event. Uh, and I, and I think he deserves it. Well, I'm sorry, Jimmy. That's okay. So he took care of you when you were in Brazil? Oh, you haven't heard this story? No. I, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, man. So when I fought my UFC debut uh, in 2013, I blew my knee fighting Braganetto, uh, defending a submission. And I was supposed to stay in Brazil and go, like, kind of hop around from village to village doing a, uh, seminars with two of my coaches. But since I blew my knee, the UFC had to book me a flight right away the next day. So my coaches had to stay and do the seminar. So I had to travel home alone with a blown knee, no crutches, no brace, no nothing. So I had two of those huge roller bags, my carry-on, like all my stuff from the from the whole week. And I'm like trying to make my way through the airport and stuff. And like I don't speak the language. This is yeah. my first time I'd ever fought internationally. Uh, so Glover helped me kind of w- help me get my bags to the airport. Oh. He translated for me to help me get some food, uh, helped me to the plane. Like he helped me out a lot. And, and I, and this is, I think at this time, his next fight was for the title. Oh, so like shit. he was a goddamn superstar and oh. I was a nobody that nobody knew. And like just out of the kindness of his heart and, you know, feeling bad for me, he helped me out. And like, I still never forgot that. Like back, like even to this day, like anytime I've seen him, I, I've been like I, I just got so much respect for that guy. Well, maybe yeah. forget it when you're elbowing him in the face on fucking well, April twenty. Well, I mean, listen, Shogun <laughs> and Rashad are my heroes too. So, oh shit! Hey, listen, if things go good for you on April twenty fifth, and you end up back in Brazil, and you see Glover, just don't leave your. I keep your eye on your acai. I don't want. <laughs> I wouldn't trust. Hey, listen, fuck it. I'm fucking around. Hey, April twenty fifth. I'm, 25th, looking, f- I'm yes. looking forward to the fight, Jimmy. I am. What a too. nice guy, Glover. Helps him with the bags. Yep. Right. Um, now Anthony's gonna look to help him to a fucking beat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lion hard. Should be fucking cold hard. Fucking co- <laughs> hold on a second. Well, no, that was cute. That's not no, cute. Oh, come it's on. You said cute. cold hard. It was adorable. I hit the boo button because yeah, you don't uh, need to boo I can't listen. He's the comedian. I'm just the silly guy that hangs out with him. You just booed yourself. You didn't need to. Uh, it was very good. So, yeah. You, and by the way, you're still in great shape, too. I mean, I think well, you're number four, I believe. Uh, you know, and, and he's number nine. So you still fight another top 10 guy. And uh, I, I mean, is there a part of you hoping that the belt does change hands? Just because then there's more like it's, it's like, hey, this is a different matchup now. You against uh, somebody else who's a champion is a different matchup than you and Jones. No, I, th- I think for me, the division is kind of in a funny spot anyways. Um, I think if Reyes would have won the title, Jones would have got an immediate rematch. Sure. So that's going to kick. That's going to push all of us back a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, John would have been dominant. I think there would have been more talk of him going to heavyweight. Um, so I think that John, the fight going the way that it went, I think it created a lot of parody and a lot of fun in the division because I don't think that anybody's clamoring for John Jones to go to heavyweight and fight your Francis Ngannos and your Stipe's right now, uh, because he was just pushed so hard and and that's good. That's good for business. That's good for John. Uh, people need to have a reason to, to tune into John's fights and thinking he, he could lose is one of the best reasons there is. And so as much as John would, uh, it would be annoyed by hearing me say this. I think that financially this fight just did wonders for John's career because now he's going to get more people tuning in. He's going to get more people 
you know, thinking maybe these challengers have a chance uh, when typically before they wouldn't have. Um, I, I think that we got to see what's going to happen with Corey Anderson, you know, my good buddy Corey uh, and Blahovich, and and see if one of those guys, you know, rises above the rest and and hasn't, you know, if Corey can have another good showing like he had in his last fight, I think he's got a pretty good, pretty good stake to it, depending on what they do with Reyes and John. Um, Blahovich is going to be a little tougher just because of his style, but uh, I don't know, you know, like I, maybe I fight the winner of Blahovich and and Corey Anderson and and. Uh, who knows, man? And there's that guy that just came over from Risen too, so he's going to be fighting. I don't remember his name is whatever the the champion from Ryzen, but um, you know he'll probably get a big fight for his first one, I'd imagine. So he's a pretty big signing. So uh, there's a lot of fun fights happening. Corey Anderson or Blahovich? Who's winning? I have Blahovich. You know, Corey already doesn't like you. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, and honestly, I pick. You know, John doesn't like me either, and I picked John uh, to to yeah. to win that fight too. But I just Blahovich has done something in his last couple fights that he hasn't done typically, and that's that's avoiding takedowns from guys that desperately need it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Matt. You hear about it in the room how much of a savage Luke Rockhold is in, in the wrestling game and yeah. in, a, in the top game. I mean, like his wrestling and top game are legendary in the rooms. Yeah, uh, and he was able to stay upright the whole the whole time and get it done with with him on his feet. And Jacare, I mean, if Jacare decides he wants to take you down, there ain't too many people that are going to stay upright. Uh, and Blahovich was able to do that. And, and and those two performances, just in the wrestling and clinched up up against the fence, that uh, that that holds a lot of weight with me. And I don't think that Corey is. I think technically he's probably the better striker. Uh, because he is like he has that more touching, want to score points, get in, get out style, and to get people to overreact and shoot the takedown. Uh, Blahovich, I think some of it's probably his age as he's gotten older. He's not as active as he used to be, so I don't think he's going to chase Corey. I think he's going to look to catch him on his way in, and, and and he's such a big dude. Have you seen Blahovich in person? No, no, I haven't. Oh never. my god, he's a monster. Uh, he's huge. I'm a short man. Everybody's taller than me. Yeah, <laughs> we all. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, but you have to look at. Speaking of, you know how Blahovich looked lately. Cor- I mean, Corey, his last fight, man, he starched fucking Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah. Johnny you know, Walker is still agree. walking around in the days. He don't know what the fuck happened after that. I I agree, man. And and the, here's my knock on that on that fight. And I know Corey thinks I'm just being critical, but goddamn it, I'm an analyst, and that's yes. what I have to do. I that? gotta look at it. I'm, I'm critical. Go. Uh, every time someone asks me about Johnny Walker, like, what do you think of him? Are you gonna fight him? Like, people constantly were talking to me about yeah. fighting Rakic or Johnny Walker. And at this point, and you once you get into the top five, you get into the top ten. You start looking at these guys like Rakic and Johnny Walker coming up. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you can jump high and spin and do crazy shit, but can you sit down and throw a one, two, three, slip and rip the body? Like, yeah. that's what's going to impress me. I don't really care about the flashy stuff because once once we get out of the out of the first part of the fight, uh, us veterans and the guys that have been in this game a long time, we I can deal with the flashy, explosive stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can weather the storm. You know, at this point, we all know how to be safe. Uh, and, and get those situations to calm down. Uh, it's it's the you know like can I've never seen Johnny Walker check a kick and return with something else. You know what I mean? It's like the little dumb shit that people take take advantage of yeah. uh, is the stuff that impresses me. I expected Corey Anderson to do what he did to Johnny Walker because 
Johnny Walker's green and, and he's, he hasn't shown his fundamental ability to, you know, sweep someone from the half guard or, yeah. or pass anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't see anything impressive from Johnny other than him being an athlete. And at this point, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to do more than that. It's almost like the guy that was doing the fucking backflips. I'm sorry. Who is that guy? I think that was him, wasn't it? No, it wasn't him. Oh, he's doing uh, the- I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. I, you know what? Isn't it hard how many people were on this? Do you know what weight he's in? Was he light guy? Wait, was that lightweight or, or, or welterweight? I think he was 170. He was welterweight. Yeah, I think he was a welterweight. What the f- doing backflips? You you know yeah, what? He, he was, he was yeah, doing he was all like, wild shit and he, he got tired. Around. Yeah, he was oh, around. Oh, in the and, fight, you mean? Yeah. In the fight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, I think maybe after. Yeah. Well, I'm glad thing, I like, brought that up and don't even remember. That's that okay. Scene. Walker it's, hurt himself doing it after the fight. He Remember, he injured yeah. his shoulder or something doing it after the fight. He did the worm. Yeah. Just, and just, I've seen Johnny Walker train before. Like, he fought on the card that I fought on when I fought John Jones. And I do remember thinking, really? Like, that's the guy that everyone's talking about? The guy that, that doesn't look like he could throw a straight punch to save his life? Like, that's, that's fucking great. You know, great. it's just... And, and he's young. He's green. Yeah. I, I'm not trashing him. I'm just, he's just not ready. You know what I mean? He's not ready. You got to call it how you see it. Before we let you go, only because this fight was... Uh, I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I, I, I want to pronounce it. Ige. Ige. Yep. Ige. Versus uh, Bechtik. Uh, wow. It's fun. I like I like, uh, I like Ige's uh, striking. No? Mm-hmm. Talk about going to the body, to the head. I think some people were, weren't crazy about that decision, but I thought it was just... I, yeah, I thought that to, was fair. Came down to I that third round. I like some of those scrambles. Uh, you know, Bechtick was really trying hard to 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 uh, impose his will with, after that second round with the grappling again. But I liked uh, Iggy's uh, uh, scrambles I, and and his striking. I thought it was. I thought that. I think he's uh, one of those dark horses. No. Yeah, he is, man. I I I think he had Mursad hurt pretty bad in that first round. Uh, those guys were kind of trading in a phone book, uh, <laughs> yeah. a phone booth there. You know, like how tight they were and, and, and typically when you see guys trade like that a lot of, especially at the bigger weights I think some of us we get a little bit wild when we start trading close and it, I was really impressed with how tight and clean both those guys stayed and Ige was just able to get to him a little bit faster and I think he had Mursad hurt and, and had him backed off a little bit but it was really impressive to see Mursad come back from a tough round like that and start implementing his wrestling and start getting those takedowns and creating those scrambles and stuff. I thought it was an incredible fight. It was. And I don't think it's I don't think it's going to get the love that it deserves just because of they're not two like huge stars that are talking a bunch of trash or whatever, but I was really impressed with both of those guys and and, and Ige, I think it's time he gets his due and, yeah. and starts getting a number before his name and, I, and starts getting some of these other ranked guys. I like those type of fights where you know it comes down to that third round. Yeah. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. man, this this is really this third round, you know that that it comes down to. And they won't get the love also just because of the stuff surrounding that car with the judging and a couple of questionable. You know, there's so many things people are talking about. Some of them are negative. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. It did take the light off that card, and that was one of the better fights of the night. Um, but Anthony, we love you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, April 25th against Glover Deshera in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm going to guess tickets are on sale. So if you're in the Lincoln area, uh, that's a February great... February 21st. Wait, wait, did I have... Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. What, what is it? Uh, tickets are on sale February 21st. Oh, but I have the April date, correct. Okay, April you got 20th. the April date right. Yes, okay, sir. on sale February the 21st. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you again before then. We love getting your take on fights and everything. It's really great. Hey, and yeah, Anthony, awesome, good times uh, the other time with me, you, Bisping, and DC. That was a fucking, <laughs> an annex. I, that was a blast. I hope we do that again because I had a blast. Yeah, I hope we can do that a couple times a year. I think that, that I think people would like that. 
you know, I think we gotta we gotta tone Bisping down a little bit. And let me and Matt Sarah get in a little bit. But <laughs> he, I love it. Was it was fun, man. Oh, we had a great time, man. All right, yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anthony. All right, take it easy, man. Yeah, you guys take care. All right, take care, care, The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. By the way, Matt, we didn't even... And we talk to me, Jimmy. Negligent. Oh, I don't want to do that. We didn't talk about our good pal... Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin Jukagian, Yeah. Uh, had a tough fight against Valentina. I mean, and look, Shevchenko is, is so good. You can see she was damaging Caitlin's leg early. But Rogan, I think, yeah. said it. And it looked like Caitlin wasn't throwing and committing fully. And I, and I wonder if she was uh, worried about the takedown or the counter or if she was just having a little bit of doubt. But I would yeah. love to ask her about well, that. I'm sure we'll get her right in here. You know, let it give her... Time to lick a wounds, take yeah. a break, and we'll get her in here. Uh, I did like, not like, but after she got cut and she went back to the corner, she was professional. She wasn't panicked or anything yeah. like that. Her endurance looked good. Yeah, you know what I mean. These are all positive things that she could take with from that. And Valentina, what could you say? She's as deadly as on. She's as dangerous on the floor as she is standing. Yeah, that one that's elbow people, cutter just dropped one that's elbow. That, but then look how she got her crucifixed. Yeah, tied up. I mean, that was. Brutal, man. That's as brutal as anything she's doing standing up because it's a helpless feeling. And you could tell Caitlin's very uh, flexible. Yeah. So any bit of room, she'd wiggle out. And you think that they, they stopping it was right, that she wasn't going to get out. Yeah. At one point, I was like, give her another couple seconds because yeah. she was starting to turn. Yeah. But uh, I was feeling a little bit like that with our guy, uh, Juan Adams. You know, I thought that was a little premature. I saw uh, that one. Justin Taffa, yeah. But. But I don't know. He got didn't he, got, he collapse him? He, he got starched. I mean, yeah. he got. I mean, I'll tell you right now, that guy's like a little Mark Hunt, and that's his buddy. Yes, it is He's Mark Hunt's buddy. And he shot him out. Mark Hunt, yeah, that's correct? Hysterical. Yeah, that's hysterical. But he had almost had the same kind of walk off because he was going to walk off. Yeah, and uh, I love those Hawaiians. Man. I, he's not Hawaiian. He's um, what is he? Australian. I love them. I think too. he's from, Are you sure? Whenever I see the stomach tattoo, I think they're either from Australia, New Zealand, or New Zealand. Just one of Where the two. I, I think he's Australian. Well, listen, I like him a lot. Do we, we have Trevin? Trevin? Oh, cool. There oh, he is. Oh, what's up, buddy? Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, how's it guys? What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, you looked uh, you looked really great. How, how did you find out that you were actually fighting uh, Kraus uh, and, and that your opponent had uh, dropped out? Like, how, how much advance notice did you have? Um... So it was a. Uh, um, I found out maybe like a, 
an hour after weigh-ins, I would say, maybe. Oh, shit, man. And who were you supposed to fight? Antonio Arroyo is a Brazilian guy. Ground guy, more of a stand-up guy. He was, he was, he was more of a stand-up guy. He liked to throw heavy kicks. So now that's that's a little crazy because now you're going. With, I, don't get me wrong, James Krause, very well-rounded, but yeah, very good in jujitsu. Yep. So now yeah. what you got going for you is a guy who has no camp. Hopefully he's a little out of shape, but totally different skill set. What is your mind like? Are you happy that you still have a fight? Or are you like, all right, let me get some tape on this guy? What, what, what are we thinking? Both. Um, yeah. Right away when I when I heard his name, I'm like, all right, I, I need to look at him a little bit, you know, see how he moves, uh, see what his tendencies are and stuff like that. Um, it's always great when you can have a full camp to kind of pick somebody apart. You know, yeah. you can yeah. when you get to the point where you can you don't even need the film anymore. You can kind of just think about how they move and imagine them in front of you, you know. Um, so at last minute, you can't you don't really get to that point. Um, and again, like as far as the, the preparation goes, of course, with with Krause, you'd, you'd love to get more jujitsu in, you know, um, but I mean, it, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it worked out, and uh, we we got to get a a pretty good uh, pretty good fight, and I mean, we got fight of the night, so it was good. It worked out. Your defense was incredible on the floor when he had that uh, that body lock on you. Uh, there was a couple of times I thought the fight was finished, and you were so good, man. It it, it was so. Uh, so great to watch, especially when you, when you turned around and then he wound up that putting you back on your back on top of him. You were you were really great on the ground. I mean, very very tough. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, were you surprised that he was as hard to put away as he was? Because again, you had a full camp. He had no camp, and he looked like he was pretty gassed after that first round. I was I was very surprised. I uh, I didn't put him away. Uh, I was I was kind of shocked. There were a couple times where I hit him with a rough shot. And um, it kind of got to me in my head, like, man, this guy, he's, he's not gone, you know. Um, but he was he was very tough. Uh, I know he's, he, he seems like the kind of guy that trains all the time. Um, just like I didn't have a, uh, a, a camp to prepare for him. You know, I prepared for another guy. Uh, he didn't have the camp to prepare for me. And um, but, yeah, I mean, that was that was freaking tough. And I, I think that I got a lot of respect for him because a lot of guys will say that they'll fight anybody, anywhere, uh, anytime. And that guy really proved that that he will do that. You know, it, it's easy to say that. It's another thing when when uh, a heavier guy doesn't have an opponent and you raise your hand and say, I'll fight him tomorrow. You know, so I, I got a lot of respect for him for that. Yeah, and and even though uh, you got the win, he looked so good and he looked so tough that uh, Matt said before, like his, his stock definitely didn't go down. He didn't look bad. Everyone knows he ha he had no camp and he still fought such a great fight. Yeah, yeah, we the guy was good. We just talked to Anthony Smith too, and you said something that he kind of touched on. He, he was talking about when he fought uh, Uzdemir, and he hit him as hard as he's ever hit anybody, and Uzdemir didn't flinch. So there were a couple of times where you hit Kraus. And you weren't able to put him away. Did that change how you approach the rest of that round, or how you approach the next round? No, uh, it, it didn't. Really, it didn't necessarily change it. Um, it just shocked me. You know, uh, sometimes, uh, Matt, I'm sure you can, you can, you can attest to this. You know, sometimes you, you you hit a guy, and right before you hit him, you just know this is it. It's over. You know, and then sometimes they're just still standing there. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, there were a couple of times that I, that I would land those shots. 
but it, it never really made me change my game plan. You know, with the way that I think in fights is, you know, if I if I hit you with one and you're you're standing there, then I, I'm gonna give you another one, right? Now I'll, I'll keep trying to give them to you until you're not there anymore. It's hard because you don't want to look for the knockout, but there is times where you catch somebody with the same shot you caught an earlier opponent with that laid him out. And you and you're thinking to yourself, "All right." And then you're like, "Fuck, he's still there." Kind of like that Frank Trigg fight. I knocked him out with that right hand, Jimmy. Yes, you did. And then Chris Lytle, he ate that like nothing. Oh, he doesn't want to hear about it. Look. I <laughs> just Oh, uh, we, listen. We thought you I, hung up. I was I, I was so happy. I thought, I you, thought you heard me talk about me knocking Frank Trigg out too many times that like, you're not, you not you got rid of us. Like I'm finished with Matt Sarah. Did uh, you tell, you might did have you a bit tell of him a... to do that when I brought up me knocking out Frank Trigg? I didn't. But you're a prick, Jimmy. Did you could, tell him to do it that. Couldn't be better timing. Well, Jimmy just brought up. He brought up how Chris Lytle was able to absorb punishment, take the right hands that poor Frank Trigg wasn't able to. Yeah. But let's get back to your fighting career. I wanted to ask you, too. Are you a police officer? <laughs> yes, I am. You are? Oh. Yeah. How, how long have you been a cop? Uh, I've been a police officer for like a year and a half now. Now, yeah, so, uh, does this come in handy? I'm guessing this does come in handy, being that you're so able to uh, to defend yourself. So is your partner always kind of look to you if there's a confrontation, like you handle the guy? No, not necessarily. I think in the back of everybody's mind, I, I think it kind of makes people feel a little bit safer, you know, knowing that that uh, I could be a big help if, if we had to, you know, put hands on anybody. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, it doesn't really go to that. Uh, a lot of times I'm able to just talk to people and just be reasonable, you know, uh, and uh, I'm able to kind of just I'm able to talk people into handcuffs sometimes. So it works out. What what made you, uh, did you always want to do that? Is your dad a cop or, or was it one of those things that you weren't sure what you wanted to do? Yeah, it was It was kind of, an, uh, it's kind of a number of things. Uh, so no, I, I haven't really had anybody in my uh, my family that was a police officer as far as, uh, you know, my dad or my mom or anything. I had a grandpa, uh, grandfather that was a police officer in San Antonio. Uh, but I wouldn't say that that was necessarily my motivation for becoming one. Um, initially, um, my thing was just wanting to, to be able to help people out and to have purpose. You know, I wanted a purpose in my life and feel like I was uh, I was adding on to somebody else's life, you know. Um, so that's that was my original uh, thoughts towards being a police officer. And then it kind of worked out when um, I started fighting. And I realized, hey, you know, when we first start off, it's not we don't get paid a whole lot. You know, um, so my thing was, all right, you know, I, I got a family here. You know, I still have to provide if, you know, I could go the UFC route and just go full time. Um, but if, you know, God forbid, if I get hurt or, you know, opponents drop and all this other stuff happens, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put my family through that. You know, so until I get to the point where I can be financially stable enough to just be in the UFC, um, I'd, I'd keep doing both. How do you balance the training with the police schedule, do you work nights or do they kind of work around your schedule? Uh, what, what's your uh, what's your training day like? So I work. Uh, so one, my uh, my gym is uh, at, at, at war down here is, is pretty um, flexible. Uh, so they help me out big time. My wife is like the biggest help ever, you know, so she, she helps a lot with my uh, my son. And um, and she's a she's a registered nurse. So she and she works like two days out of the week. Uh, so a lot of times she can, she can help out big time. And my schedule is usually three to 11 when I'm going into, uh, to work at, uh, at the, at Northeast for HPD. 
Um, so it's, it's usually three to 11. So I go in, I work, I work out from, uh, what is it? Uh, like 10 all the way to like, no, it's 11, 11 to one head home, shower up, get to work by three. Um, and then just repeat through the whole week. Wow. Uh, now is, is three to 11. What are like the crazy hours in the police department? Like, is, is it the overnight shift or is three to 11 when it, it considered a uh, kind of a crazy schedule because you got the, uh, eight to 11 there. Man, it all really depends. It kind of it's kind of back and forth between the the evening and night shift. Uh, the bad thing about um, the evening shift is, uh, I mean, you you can stay late. So most people don't know how long it takes to process a DWI. Um, so that's kind of what everybody fears at the end of an evening shift, uh, because you, if you're getting off at eleven and you get a DWI at ten thirty, you're probably not getting home until maybe two o'clock. Wow. Two or three. It's that much paperwork, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you have to get maced? Did, did, do all officers get maced to see what it feels like? No, we didn't. We didn't get maced. We didn't get tased. Uh, they, they, I think they stopped that. But we do, we do have um, what we call um, SRG training, uh, which is a special response groups for like crowd control and stuff like that, where uh, they will use uh, gas. So we, we did have to get gassed, which was, that was pretty bad. Well, how does it make you feel? Uh, initially, so, so what we'd do is we'd, uh, we'd have on, we have our gas masks on and, and, and really it's, uh, for me, it does two things. It, it lets you know what you're doing to other people. And it also, uh, lets you know how well your, your mask works, right? How well the seal on the mask and everything works. But, uh, so we would get into a, uh, a shipment container and they would put um they'll drop gas in there right and then they would just be standing in line then we go inside uh they bring us inside we all have our masks on and stuff so it feels like nothing you know you're just standing there and it's just smoky around you right and then it feels like you're gonna be all right and then they're like all right take the mask off right so you take the mask off and they're like hey breathe in all right so then everybody as soon as you take the mask off your face burns like everything on your face your mouth lips all this stuff starts burning and then you breathe in and it's like it just your lungs just stay contracted. That's what it feels like. You can't, there's no breathing in anymore. They'll tell you to breathe for a second time, but it's it's not happening. So and you, then once you get out, once you step out of the gas, um, it probably lasts a whole nother 30 seconds where you feel like you just can't breathe. It feels like that it's never going to end. And it gives you faith in doing it, right? Like as opposed to using uh, a gun, it, it, the fact is that this actually does work since you felt that you know that it's effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely effective. It definitely lets you know what you're, what you're doing to uh, somebody else you're using it against. Well, look, Shit. I hope that you are able to go full-time fighting because uh, you know, the police is just such a dangerous job. And uh, it was really, you have such a great jo uh, jab. It was really fun to watch. And uh, you, you fought really well, so congratulations yeah. on the win, uh, and, and it's And it's good, you know, you were coming off a couple of losses, so now, hey, man, clean slate now. You're yeah. now we're back in the win, win column now. It's good. Yeah. How does, yeah, that, how does that feel? Because I've been, I've been there. I, and more than once in my career, I've had back-to-back -back losses that I'd have to come back from. And I know that feeling, man. It's... Ah, oh, all right. Got some breathing room now. You know? Yeah, man. It's it's exactly like you're describing it. It feels great. Uh it feels even even better that it's, you know, uh really feels like a fresh start because it's, you know, it's a new year and everything, you know, you feel like you're just really starting over. Um, especially coming and and 
and coming and getting a bonus uh, yeah. off of this this my this next win. You know, um, it's great, man. I feel like I'm I'm back in you know the good graces and stuff, and people can look forward to to seeing me fight. You know, I mean, you you know, like I do. Once you once you you can do a lot. You know, before uh, before I lost, I went uh, I was I was eleven and zero, and um, I ended up taking two back to back losses. And then everybody forgets about those 11 wins. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just you you lost, you know? Um, and it seems like that's all people f- remember. You know, they don't they don't remember how good of a fighter you are. They just know that you lost two times, you know? So uh, it feels good now to to win again and kind of remind people that uh, my fights are still exciting and I'll still come out there and get wins. Yeah, man. Those, don't worry about those fair weather fans. That's what yeah. Jimmy did with Francis. No, he I jumped didn't. off his train. No, I happen to like lost. Francis very much, but I was just I didn't I didn't say I want Francis to lose. I just thought like he didn't again Stipe had a brilliant strategy against yeah. him. And I thought against Derek Lewis, he looked hesitant. Jumped so, off that train really fast. But I would have been crazy to say that I You're thought right. he looked good. I thought <laughs> I happened to like Derek Lewis. Uh, I'm breaking his balls. But I'm taking Nganu against uh Jorginho, uh Rosenstrike. I am taking Nganu in that fight. I think he wins that fight. Well, listen, I'm a new fan. Yes. Win or lose, rain Appreciate or shine. It. Yes. I'm with you, buddy. Listen, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you again. Right, Appreciate man. that. That means a lot, y'all. Congratulations, right, man. man. Great fight. Take care. Thanks, brother. Take Thank care, you. Trevin. All right. Be good, buddy. That was fun. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I know you didn't do that with I Francis. don't care. I deserve it. I just like to attack you sometimes. I, I know. Good, and I'll I like take a good it. radio fight. Listen, ah! thank you to uh, Trevin Giles and thank you to Anthony Smith. Um, right? Great, great. Uh, yeah, like this was a guys. fun one. I like him very much. It was fun, Jimmy. I have to use the restroom. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I saw the new Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. Is it Birds of Prey? It is, yeah. Didn't, not a big fan. No, I heard it was not that good. Ah, fuck off with that. Yeah. Her and an egg sandwich, you can fuck off. Yeah. She wants to eat this egg sandwich the whole time. And not only that, don't bring the politics into the fucking comic book movies, please. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. She's talking. I mean, I'm. Not, I don't have a. I'm not a po- politics guy. I'm not because it's all negative. Just because you say I'm not a politics <laughs> guy, people understand. Yes. <laughs> She's talking about like why does she? Just, oh, this guy doesn't like me because I broke his driver's legs. I did that. I voted for Bernie. I did that. Did, did. It's like really, you're bringing this into this. Yeah, no it, it dates care. the movie. It dates the movie. It dates the movie. I like. It's not the same thing. But the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man with Sam Raimi, they had to have Macy Gray in there. I have nothing against her. Why the fuck is she singing in that thing? Because she's uh, is she a Sony artist? You want to plug your you want a little plug your Macy Gray? Yeah. Now every time I watch the the great movie, which is the Spider-Man Sam Raimi Spider-Man, I don't know when it came out. It was a while ago. But I got to watch Macy Gray. Now I don't want to watch Macy Gray. I don't blame you. I can watch her in Training Day. She was great in that. She was good. With Denzel Washington. I don't want to sing in with the floats around there. I want to see Spider-Man. And I'll tell you. <laughs> I have to go I'm every time a, a doctor's appointment. Jimmy, now. I'm not a fan of the new Harley Quinn movie. But can I do say this? I love the Harley Quinn cartoon on the DC app. Because Jimmy. I, what's the matter? I got a doctor's appointment. Jimmy. I have to go to the doctor. So. You don't want to talk about Harley? When we come back on Wednesday. All right, Jimmy. Goodbye, buddy. Listen, Thank you, I'll, I'll see you next week, Jimmy. Thank Jimmy, you, SarahBJJ.com. Oh, Jimmy, I might start a live Twitch. Oh, cool. Is it Twitch? Yep. Did I fuck up my thing? No, no, you're you right. This? Twitch. Well, I just shut it off, Doogie. We're not walking out yet. Hey, Twitch, right? Yep. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is that what it is when you stream, like yes. you playing a game? Oh, Kamora Savage fans, unfiltered army, get excited. 
<laughs> my buddy Genova's going to set me up. So this is what's going to happen, Jimmy. Because I know sometimes you might be bored on us. I'm going to get. Uh, I'm not bored at all. Days. I have a doctor. De- no, no, no. Let's just, just I'll, I'll talk while you while you walk it out. I'm going to get a designated couple of days a week that I'm going to be playing my VR. And at first, what I'm going to do is, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, listen to the show later. I want you to hear how this ends. I'm, I'm going to have people subscribe, and then first they're just going to hear my, they're going to see what I'm seeing and hearing my voice when I'm murking fools in VR. Then, after how many subscribers, I'm going to get a green screen so you can see me murking fools in VR. It's going to be so much fun, Jimmy, because awesome. I don't like to leave the house, Jimmy. I like to hang out in the Oasis with my friends. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to UFC Unfiltered. Yeah, bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.